0: Hi there. This is John Fowler. Thank you for joining me on today's broadcast of C Tribe Global Community. Um, it's a great Sunday. I really look forward to sharing God's Word with you. So we'll be continuing from the same anchor scripture for the last episode, which is from Luke four verses fourteen through forty-four. I read in Jesus' name. Then Jesus returned to Galilee, and the power of the Holy Spirit was with him. The nation the news about him spread throughout all that territory he taught in the synagogues and was, and was praised by everyone then Jesus went to Nazareth where he had been brought up and on the Sabbath he went as usual to the synagogue he stood up to read the scriptures and was under the book of the prophet Isaiah he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it is written the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has chosen me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and to recover of sight to the blind, to set free the oppressed and announce that the time has come when the Lord will save his people. Jesus rolled up the scroll, gave it, to the, gave it back to the attendants and sat down. All the people in the synagogue had their eyes fixed on him as he said to them, this passage of the scripture has come true today as you heard it being read they were all well impressed with his with him and his uh, mother at the eloquent words that he spoke they said isn't he the son of joseph he said to them i am sure that you co- you will call this proof to me doctor you yourself you will also tell me to do here in my hometown the same things you heard were done in Carpentry. I tell you this, Jesus had it. A prophet is never welcome in his hometown. Listen to me, it is true that there were many widows in Israel during the time of Elijah when there was no rain for three and a half years. And a severe famine spread through the whole land. Yet Elijah was not sent to anyone. Was not sent to anyone in Israel but only to a widow living in the Saravat in the territory of Sidon. And there were many people suffering from a red skin disease who, who lived in Israel during the time of the Prophet Elisha. Yet one of them was healed but only Naaman the Syrian. Not one of them was healed but only Naaman the Syrian. When the people in the synagogue heard this, they were filled with hunger and they rose up dragged Jesus out of the town and took him to the top of the hill on which their town was built they meant to throw him over the cliff but he walked through the middle of the crowd and went his way then Jesus went to Capernaum, a town in Galilee where he taught the people on on, on the Sabbath they were all amazed at the way he taught because he spoke with authority in the synagogue was a man who had the spirits of an evil demon in him, he screamed out in a loud voice, Ha! What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Are you here to destroy us? I know who you are, and you are God's holy messenger. Jesus ordered the spirit, Be quiet and come out of the man. The demon threw the man down in front of them and went out of him without doing him any harm. The people were all amazed and said to one and another, What kind of words are these? With authority and power, this man gives others to the evil spirit. And they come out. And the report about Jesus spread everywhere in that region. Jesus left the synagogue, went to Simon's house. Simon's mother-in-law was sick with high fever. And they spoke to Jesus about her. He went and stood at her bedside and ordered the fever to leave her. The fever left her and she got up at once and began to wait on them. After the sun set, all who had friends who were sick with various diseases brought them to Jesus. He placed hands on them and every one of them every one of them on he placed hands on every one of them and healed them all. Demons also went out from many people screaming, You are the Son of God. Jesus gave the demons an order. I will not let them speak, because they knew that it was the Messiah. At the Jesus left the town and went off to a lonely place. The people started looking for him. And when they found him, they tried to keep him from living. But he said to them, I must preach the good news about the kingdom of God in other towns also. Because that is what God sent me to do. So he preached in the synagogues throughout the country. The word of the Lord thanks be to God. So basically, um, we're talking about the gospel and the media now. But I'd like to just draw attention to something that I'd always known. In the Old Testament, you know, the power of God was available to heal anyone that God finds, that his mercy finds expression in their lives. If you read the Luke 4 verse 40, it says that he laid hands on various diseases. and All of them were healed. The healing is the children's bread in the New Testament. As long as you believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I would like you to know this. In the Old Testament, Moses was instructed to have a serpent stand on a tree that people behold or beheld to get healing from, which is medicine today. So medical healing too is a form of expression of God's healing. Because no matter how a man is anointed to heal the sick, he can't heal the whole world. And not everybody would have the faith to receive healing by the virtue of just prayers and laying on hands. So medicine was... Necessary or has been in existence from time being, time time memorial. So it's always advisable also that people do checkups to so even know what's wrong with them. You know, sometimes you say you have type or you have this, you, you, do, you don't even know what's up, actually wrong with you, because if you don't even know what's wrong with you, you can't even diagnose what it is you're praying for basically. So here's my point to you basically. The good news is available for anyone who believes and allows you, it gives expression to god in you basically um and as isaiah 60 was read again here yeah? the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has chosen me to bring the good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim the battle to captives and recover of sight to the blind and to set free the oppressed and announced that the time has come when the lord will save him his people jesus rolled up the scroll gave it back to the attendant and sat them all the people in the synagogue had their eyes fixed on him. As I said to them, this passage of the scripture has come true today, as you heard it being read. The big question I have for you today is: Are you a walking or a living manifestation of the of the word of God? If you, there are so many people listening to me today who has been in the body of Christ like forever. You must get to a point whereby one day a scripture comes to life and is like you coming into manifestation in God's plan. I had similar stuff with Isaiah, Luke of Isaiah 49 in 2015. I was in a training and a life coaching training and the scripture came to life right there in a, in a, in a training session whereby you know, um, we're supposed to um, view our life's journey and our life's work or what next really about life. The amazing fact about that moment was, it was a powerful moment of revelation and it took me a couple of years to recover. I expected that as I realized who I was was revealed to me and how to go about it was revealed to me. I was supposed to begin to actualize things. I went through a downturn instead. So I was shocked, as in literally shocked, you know, and I lapsed into depression, doubt, and all of that because what I saw, what I beheld was different to what I was experiencing. And I bring this good news to you. The fact that you have a relationship with God does not exclude you from the challenges of life. You know, um, life will happen to everyone of us, and the fact that life is happening to you does not necessarily mean everything happening to you is your fault. I know that you've been told that if you, if you assess your life, that it's your decisions in the past that got here, but I also bring you good news. There are so many things that will happen here that you can never see coming. It's the ingredient of life that makes life interesting. So I had lots of them. So I was used to a stable income. I knew that I had elapsed the phase of my life whereby, you know, it was even obvious. My boss was already giving me issues at work and I knew that I had elapsed the season. So I took a leap of faith, I walked out on the job and subsequently, another opportunity came in that same time, that same year, which was much more bigger than the one I was working in. It looked like the ideal position. And someone else gave a word the person that had hired me already, not to hire me, that I was only good for channel sales, but an altar which I was looking at for an altar role. My point is this now: irrespective of what happened, or irrespective of the recommendation or the word that went ahead, God was faithful to bring the job, you know, or bring me the next phase. I had a number of interviews as well. I can't, I can't even talk about. You know, I have seen God's faithfulness. The only thing left is manifestation for me. I have seen God's faithfulness in so many ways. You know, it blew my mind in ways that I begin to realize that I have access to unlimited resources. You know, my mind is unlimited to any amount of money somewhere or something. My mind is open to unlimited dimension of expressions. So, I'm unlimited limited by figures. I'm unlimited limited by what it is that is known to man. Because I've come to realize that there's unlimited resources available for the manifestations of the sons of God. So what I'm driving out here is this. The good news is a very powerful tool. The Bible affirms the fact that the good news is the wisdom and power of God. A lot of time, people spend time emphasizing the power of God, which is fantastic because you need power of God to break the ground. Remember the seven seals of redemption in Revelations 5-12. Um... There's power, there's wisdom. There's power, wealth, wisdom. It's in that order. You need, for you to break forth in terms of wealth, you need power. Because you can be skillful and not have wealth. You can do everything right and not have access to wealth. I realize that it takes an empowerment. An empowerment can be a skill, don't get it wrong, for you to get wealth. An empowerment is also a skill, you know, but you also need some level of unfair advantage in life to actually be wealthy. Some people call it luck. Some people call it grace. Some people call it God's help. But while I can say to you is that everybody who has succeeded in their life can recognize moments whereby things worked in their life that was regarded as luck or God's favor. Things happened. They did their own part. And boom, they came into a season that they never looked back. I come to bring you good news today that we we all have that times in our life where you'd eat a gosha or probably you come into a season where your past is no longer relevant or needed in your future, where you have to become good news personified, where you do exploit, you you begin to manifest in ways that I have never seen the years have never had, that no mind has ever thought possible. There are ways to get things done that can only be by the power of the good news at work in your life. You see, I've seen people make money. I've seen people, you know, become so wealthy. But I realize that everybody, yes, wealth is good. You have access and privilege. The Bible says, money is wealth, money is defense." I've seen people. I've been you know that wealth is actually money plus wisdom. Mm-hmm. So when Bible says wisdom is also defense, wealth is a combination of wealth, of money and wisdom. So it takes wisdom to sustain money or to just sustain wealth. So if you have money and wisdom, you have double dose of defense or um, geometrical uh, progression of defense in terms of the fact that you are probably shielded from a lot of things that people struggle with. But as powerful as the scriptures is, you know, um Jesus said is it Jesus or Paul or Apostle Paul said um, for your sake Jesus became poor, right? So that he can become rich. So there was a there was a substitution that was done on our behalf to be really able to has to access wealth. You can do it in the scripture I read earlier, look for it in. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has chosen me to bring good news to the poor. The reason why God is bringing good news to the poor is that all the poor need is to hear a different information to become rich. It's not money. Why do I say this? If you have a different information or perspective to life, then you know how much you need to change your status. You have to change your status quo. And what you need is not always outside of your reach. What you need to assess your next phase of your life is not outside of your reach, it's always within your reach. So the good news is also a tool to free us from mental slavery, free us from ourselves, to begin to actualize the best of our life. you know you can be in a you can be in abundance and be blind to it and you are and, and you are living in lack. takes the opening of your inner eyes to begin to access abundance when you really open your hearts to it so i realized that that's why you don't know me that to be poor is actually a choice to be wealthy is a choice and jesus said the poor you always have with you that is to say that is not to say that people who are poor are not valuable human beings it's to say that some people by the, by the virtue of the choices that they make, they will be poor, so it's also a power of choice for you to become wealthy. It's a choice I've really you realize that the moment you make up your mind and you have a mental switch about being wealthy, the quality of opportunities that come into your life is different from what you used to know. I remember as a young student. I used to say to myself, I can never be the rest of my days. When I had no idea of what the next thing is, boom, I started a uh, business exploit. From business exploit, I was already earning my first effects I had was, was as a student, as a millionaire, as a student. And I began to do more exploits, got my first job where people were looking for a job, got my first job by virtue of what I had done, you know. Proud at another, I was favored at another. So I have been on two planes. I have been on plane whereby you put in the effort, like everybody, or like mm-hmm. most people do. You do what nobody, most people don't want to do, to get it worked on. And I've seen things not work. And I've also seen where it will be as if is you that know everything. Or probably you are the one who every you know when you're somebody that everything he touches turns into gold that thing is a grace it's not it's not about effort it's about the fact that there's a blessing on the person's life that everything they do transcribes into success they can turn around anything that you see as a f- supposed failure it's a, it's like an empowerment from god to be able to turn a seed into a forest to turn something small into abundance and all of that so it's a, I, think, I think it's about it's about a mental shift and also a shift in your stand in spirituality as well. I hope you know that money is spiritual that's why God gives you ideas. ideas are spiritual they are intangible resources that's why God shows you pictures of what to do. if you are really of his kingdom in the kingdom, our currency is instruction or revelation. Whatever he tells you to do do it. In the kingdom, our economy is not about what you have in your account. Our economy is a function of its instruction part-time, and in our kingdom, what you need part-time is what is provided for you. There are days you are bound, there are days you are base. But I realize something I have learned in this season of abasement that we are supposed to save or to think ahead of the season of abasement, so that when it comes. From it, just like the story of Joseph and the and Egypt. So in the days of plenty, you've saved so much that the days of lack, you are lack-free because you have saved before the new season evolves. So what I learned is this: in my season of transition, if I had made rain, if I was thoroughly prepared for the days I will abuse. While I was waiting to get into the season where I would abound, I already have everything I needed to survive the season where, or to thrive through the season where I should have been abasing. You know, that's that's what it means for you to be prosperous in drought, for you to have plenty, really, in drought. I know heard story of Isaac, you know, where he sold in with underfoot, even in famine. But there's something strategic about the kingdom and waste. If you waste God's resources, it will withdraw his blessings from your life. If you multiply God's resources, it would abundantly bless you. I've been to see people that people will block their ways, try to prevent them from succeeding, and still they succeed. What people don't realize is not that you are eating a person that God has blessed. And your eight will push them to the point whereby you will aid them till they manifest God's fullness. You did you get the point? So, you see, Isaac was so blessed to the point that they, they were blocking all the wells that he was digging or reopening to the point that he got to real boat. When they saw how prosperous it became in a financial year, they had to come and start signing a treaty. Because they were scared that this guy would be bigger than us and he would probably, you know, dominate us. So they signed a treaty so that he would not destroy them. But still or still, I hope if you go back to the story, you would realize that they all tried. So what was the point of blocking Isaac in the first place? It was insecurity. You know, human beings are naturally insecure about somebody who's going to do better than them. Whereas people who do better than us... Are simply, people who come to announce a new era or show us how something can be done that is possible to abound in places where people never thought it was possible. We've seen in every strata of society, you've seen people, you've seen shifts in different industries. What was possible in the last decade, you know, or the last um, millennium, now you can achieve it can be achieved in five years or in, in, in a decade. So, things are happening much faster and much better. My own point is this: With God, our currency is the amount of good news you have access to in the midst of the bad happening in the world. That's why in the gospel, it talks about weed and the seed. They shall allow both of them to stay together till when it's time for harvest. Then you remove the weed and harvest your seed. My own point is this. There would always be reasons for you in our life we would experience we have bad experiences but you must focus on the good to be able to secure your harvest you must be able to coexist between bad and good to the point that your focus is to become who God says you will become because really if the road was smooth there will not be any glory to your success story. However difficult your story is, is, is however greater your testimony will be. So let's bow out and eyes closed. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that you are based in your days of abasement may you be financially secured. In your days of aboundment, may you be financially positioned to secure the seasons. Of your life I pray over you that in prosperity in prosperity of the mind body and soul you prosper I pray in your health that you prosper I pray in your mind in your emotions in your interactions in life you prosper I pray that in your associations may you find associations that empower you to prosper in all areas of your life in your marriage in your relationships in your Associations with people, even in the work of your hands, I pray that wisdom for you to translate your spiritual identity into physical realities you receive right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare over your life whatsoever that might have been called dead in your life, I declare in the name of who that needs to be resurrected right now, I declare that his power of resurrection brings it back to life and causes you to rise above the challenges of our times in the name of Jesus Christ. You are shielded and protected. Your blessings will not be destroyed. Your harvest will not be erupted by scavengers. Instead, your harvest will be preserved with wisdom, with stability and with vision, visionary thinking. So if for in Jesus' wonderful name we pray. So same time next week on Sundays eight thirty AM um Fridays eight thirty PM um if only give the um the picture is on our Instagram page the at the seed tribe uh we have a US based account for now and once we are fully registered in Nigeria probably for African you can we would also publish details as soon as we move into our um, permanent or our physical location. I also is a permanent site because it's also a phase where we we'll pass through. So I'm looking forward to hosting you at National Theatre, Gomu. I'm looking forward to also um, broadcasting this across the world to over 200 nations of the world. I'm looking forward to uh, bringing you transformation. Um, Words needed for elderly living are consistent victories. So I wish you a great week ahead. Enjoy everything that life brings your way. Enjoy life. See the good in everything. And I want you to know this the more you seek the good in everything, the more you can overcome whatever it is you're going through, be it sickness, be it anything. What the enemy wants you to do is to focus on the negative. Switch your mind on the positive. Miracles only happen to the positive. Miracles only happen for the positive. So, I leave you with these words. Stand firm in your faith. Stand with God. Believe that he who called you is faithful to make a name for himself in your life. Cheers to a Wonderful week ahead. Bye for now.